0: Welcome to the Speak the Language Podcast. Today is Monday, October 18th. Um, today's a good day for multiple reasons. Uh, reason number one being this is the first podcast we are recording in the new studio, so to speak. Yeah. New studio, new new everything. Um, we're still workshopping the name for uh, this new spot. I've been calling it the Room of Unfortunate Taxidermy. Um. But I'm not sold on that it needs its own it needs a name <laughs> I just don't know what to what to land on we gotta
1: we gotta clear oh uh, like open this up what's going on here yeah so lake and I have an office together now and there was a bunch of old not so good looking mounts and the primo's office scattered among the good looking ones so we took a took a gander at all that and say yep we're gonna put all the bad ones in our office yeah and we've got a few more scattered around of our personal ones that we're gonna get going
0: i'm a fan of it though
1: oh yeah i've (laughs) got got a deer the first like first rack buck i killed like 20 years ago like it was mountable to me oh yeah and uh, i got him he's kind of he's pretty he's pretty rough looking he'll go up here you got one you mounted a couple years ago it's pretty rough looking already that we'll put up here
0: Yeah. I kind of like the, it's like a, it's a misfit room. Yeah. It's a room of taxidermy misfits. I mean, it's like a, it's one of those, I feel like each of these individual items that we have in here, if, if you just were to take, like, say for instance, this, uh, this really unfortunate looking turkey we've got that's sitting right on the table, take it and put it in a room like your standard some people call it their game room or their man cave, mm-hmm. or you know anything like that. You take that; that's immediately a conversation starter because your eyes are going to be drawn to like the worst thing in the room, like that the the woodcock mount behind your head. Yeah, <laughs> truly terrible. <laughs> it is truly awful. Let's, I don't know.
1: Let's tell this. We got yeah, start, start on, from
0: you. Start to take it, Jordan. Start, take it like we're reading. Start from the left, go all the way to right. Start, Say what's in start the
1: from your side of the room. We have a black bear that's in the like fits into a you position.
0: Yeah.
1: We've got a very unfortunate looking turkey with a broke tail.
0: You got a broke tail fan. I can actually move it with my hands. Yeah, so he,
1: he's he's pretty rough looking. Yeah. Above him we've got like a 40-year-old snow goose yeah. with a band on his foot. But other than that, he is a very rough looking critter.
0: Did you inspect that band?
1: No, I I'm didn't. not
0: sure if that band was on the goose when it was it killed or not. It may not be. I, it, might, not. it might have I don't know. I don't
1: know. Next to him we've got a beaver and the like he's sitting in the charge you position. That's like he wants to take your corn on the cob away.
0: If we're picking favorites, the beaver is my personal favorite.
1: Well, I mounted him on top of a fence post. Yeah. If that didn't make it any better. Yeah. Then above him we've got a mounted spike.
0: Yeah. Some folks refer to this as a South Alabama eleven point. Yep.
1: Below him, we've got a brown trout that has fell off the wall like a few times, been chewed on by a rat. Yeah. Below that, we've got a raccoon pelt. That has seen better days. Yep. Let's spin around here. Uh, To the next one, we have a black Mississippi Delta squirrel. He's not a bad mount. No. He's just a a black squirrel sitting on a log, so it's a little unique. Uh, I've got a beaver pelt on my desk and then uh, a possum pelt sitting on my TV mm-hmm. uh, with the woodcock. He looks like you'd launched him out of a slingshot.
0: I think the tax, I think the original idea for this particular woodcock mount is he was supposed to be in flight. However, that, that is missed. I believe in the per, in the actual portrayal
1: looks like he's doing uh, some type of dance.
0: He looks like he's trying to grab. He looks like he's trying to pick up an acorn with his wingtips. That's yes. what it looks like.
1: He's like full bore, like, huddled his wings around his body yeah. trying to reach out above him we've got a very old ghost goose mount it's not a terrible
0: mount at all it's just old and
1: uh decrepit. canada
0: canada goose yep yeah.
1: yep yep and that uh sums up our taxidermy in here for right now
0: yeah. but you i mean you brought up a good point like the black squirrel there is not a bad mount he's just unique you don't I mean, see a whole lot of black squirrel taxidermy it
1: just adds to the room i mean if you set him on the wall amongst a bunch of other stuff yeah you probably wouldn't notice him but well, he just adds to what well, we have
0: that's like i'm not that's why i'm not sold on the room of unfortunate taxidermy because that's not a true tale not not all of it's bad taxidermy some of it's just stuff some you don't see often the
1: unique room of taxidermy yeah
0: well and like the the brown trout he probably wasn't that bad a taxidermy before it fell off the wall no less than a dozen times. Yep. Now he's now he's banged up. And I've got a raccoon
1: full body mounted. That gotta I'm bring bringing. him in here. Yep, Petey. And uh, mm-hmm. like I said, my old, my old deer got mounted like twenty years ago. He's rough looking. Rats chewed his nose off.
0: Yeah, it's uh, but it's quite the room, and we're we're looking to add to it, so to mm-hmm. speak. I mean, there's. There's plenty of, of more odd and unfortunate taxidermy that we can add to this room. But new studio and um new studio, new times. The beaver's gotta be
1: my favorite too. Yeah. I mean just the this amount, just the position he's in, it's like it's like you caught him in a corner and he's finna attack. <laughs>
0: like you found you met him in a dark alleyway. This is an aggressive beaver. Like he's yeah, he's very aggressive. He's also We've very got, small. He's a
1: very small beaver. Yeah. Like, he's like a beaver you'd see on a cartoon.
0: Very, yeah. yeah. Like, it reminds
1: me of Narnia.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, there you are. <laughs> Narnia. <laughs> like the one, like the beaver that, uh, the one that talks. Yeah. I see what you're saying.
1: <laughs> you, know, you look like he's trying to talk to you in uh, a British accent.
0: I wonder if we could persuade. I, I like this i'm I'm thinking of this idea like right like right here and now, I wonder if we could persuade people to send us bad taxidermy to hang in here, man, I wonder what we could do if they would just do it out of the kindness of their heart or if there would be some kind of a trade off but what if Because like, i want I want this room to be just filled with odd and unfortunate taxidermy. yeah, that would just be so great
1: i right, we need we need some I need a cow, we need that, yeah, and uh what else? I've I, seen need, I need to
0: find a neutral rat to get it mounted. That would be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. There was a muskrat pelt somewhere.
1: And need to tell Dan, like if we find a neutral to get mounted, we need to tell Dan to do
0: a terrible job on it. Yeah. Which would be asking Dan to do a bad job at his job. Yeah. Which he doesn't usually do.
1: Like, make this funny, Dan. Yeah. Dan,
0: don't. I need a terrible mount. <laughs> Dan would be like, Huh? <laughs> I don't do that. Um, so, yeah, uh, we it's been a uh, whirlwind of things going on. There's always, you know, I guess it's just, I mean, that's how life is. It's never, never cut and dry. So, uh, between getting a new studio set up and getting everything ready at Kudzu Bluff, it has been a um, chaotic, busy time, mm-hmm. but none of which I would say in a bad way. It's all yeah. good things uh trying to think before we just dive off into just rambling is there anything we need to cover prior to um we've covered outdoor channel everyone knows what's going on there it's a fourth quarter so it's reruns of if you missed if you if you saw previews on our facebook or instagram for the elk and deer shows and you were like man i didn't see such and such episode you can catch it now because that fourth quarter is rerunning. Mm-hmm. Um, still having new Primo's classics uploaded to the YouTube page. And if you haven't gotten caught up on the episodes, the the Primo's Truth About Hunting episodes on the YouTube channel, you can find that there. Look up Primo's Hunting on YouTube. Ah, this is fun. You're not sure about this yet. So do you know that you know the Onyx t shirt giveaway we did? Yeah. Uh, Caleb Smithson, wasn't that his name? Mm hmm. Um, he should have his already. The other winner was a, was a guy by the name of Daniel Halfacre. I think I'm getting that name right. He does not have his shirt yet. The reason he doesn't have his shirt yet is because those Onyx Skin and Shed t-shirts have almost sold completely out of stock. And they're completely out of stock in size large, which is what Daniel needed. So it's going to be a little while before he can get his. But uh, I'd say on, on a negative way, it's like, Daniel, I'm sorry, you're having to wait. A little long for your shirt, in a positive way. Those folks liked the cotton Skinny Shed T-shirt so much they about bought it out. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it's a good looking shirt. Yeah. But uh, well, that's what I was talking to our, our our connection there, Ben, that used to work with us at Primos and getting him the info of the guys. He said, "Man, I'll send him that shirt." As soon as we get something back in, they sold that one out. It's like, well, that's awesome. That's good. So, um, yeah, the Onyx T-shirt giveaway. I'd love to do more giveaways in the future. Don't have any of those those on the tip of my tongue right now, but that was fun. We need to do more of those. So, uh, Outdoor Channel, YouTube, Onyx. Is there anything else?
1: Mm, I'm just ready to go hunting this afternoon.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: We are going to sit in a deer stand, hopefully. That's the plan. That's what we're planning on doing. Yeah. we got to get rolling here for long because i got some stuff to do before that, too, and i got to make sure all my camera junk is ready to go because this will be the first time setting up in a tree.
0: I thought about that uh, probably Friday afternoon because I was thinking about the way the way it works. I mean, it kind of – kind of the, a similar flow how we did at Cottonmouth compared to here for those listening. We always have, like, a period where we're setting everything up. Everyone does, you know, mm-hmm. if they have a hunting spot. So, like, this whole – prior to i'm sure y'all have heard us talk about it most
1: people uh you know get everything their stands hung and all that in september <laughs> which i'm not complaining about this but we're always going elk hunting mm-hmm. and so it puts us behind we usually don't even start deer hunting until this time of year mid-october
0: yep. yeah this podcast is brought to you by on x hunt the app that has completely changed the game and helps you increase your success rates every time you go out in the field. It's something that we legitimately use every single day. doesn't matter if we're talking elk hunting, deer hunting, duck hunting, upland hunting, bass fishing, it does not matter. We don't go a day without using Onyx Hunt. Public and private land boundaries, the new crop filters, the new 3D mapping system. There is not a time where Onyx cannot help you, and they update it all the time, which helps you increase your success rates so go and check out the onyx hunt app today use the promo code primos20 to get 20 percent off your onyx hunt membership and i have seen i'm sure i mean everyone has i mean there's been some folks have some success uh i guess like i've gotten so used to not really starting until mid october that i haven't been just itching yeah it's not i haven't been like man i'm missing out you know until i think it was saturday morning when we walked outside and it was that cold hit me.
1: honestly, we hadn't had a whole lot of daylight activity on cameras either. and you F know, at we, all. The, man, it's yeah. so cool having them sell cameras. Like, you can just mm-hmm. sit on your couch and see what's happening. You yeah. ain't got to go in the woods and check them. And uh, yesterday, they were lighting up. So, hopefully, they'll do the same thing yeah. in the daylight today.
0: So, it's uh, I'm glad you highlighted that because um, I posted – it was one day last week, I think. I posted, like, my – It was I was putting all a bunch of cameras out you know those Bushnell City Core 20s mm-hmm. and when I posted that story I had a big influx of folks I didn't see it until I honestly I didn't see it until I would put all of them out but uh until I would put all of them out but a good many folks like inboxed and were like hey been thinking about that City Core 20 can you give us a review of it mm-hmm. so I'm thinking about well i mean we need to do that because enough people ask about it that we need to do it but
1: i've been impressed so far
0: yeah um but i have no like i said since a lot of the folks that they said either do a review or maybe talk about it on the podcast that kind of thing so like quick review i guess on my side and your side things that i like about it this is going to sound funny but like one of my favorite things about it so far is the battery tray
1: yeah it's easy to get batteries in and out of yeah the thing i like about it is uh I bought some, uh, I guess, a week and a half ago, and they came in Friday, Mm -hmm. and uh, I set them up in, like, 10 minutes. You know, you just open the app, scan the code, and put in your credit card information, and you're ready to rock.
0: Like, it's easy. And you do have that option to do that 30-day trial period. Uh, that's standard. Like you get thirty days for free. Yeah, yeah. So
1: you're saving fifteen bucks per camera for thirty days. So if you get three or four cameras, I mean, you end up saving like, was that sixty bucks?
0: I tell you, yeah, yeah, fifty. I'm I'm bad at math. Sounds right. It's
1: fourteen ninety nine. So thirty would be two. So Sounds I, right. Yeah. Yeah. 60 I set up bucks. four of them other day, so I save sixty bucks this first month.
0: So I was talking to uh, um lee ellis seek one guy he got some of those cameras the the cellular core 20s and we had gotten to using the the bushnell cell cameras in the past we were using those lithium batteries Mm -hmm. right because that's what lasted the longest uh i was talking to lee just picking his brain what he thought about those cameras and he said dude he said the battery life is impressive i said oh yeah you're using lithium batteries he said no okay so he was using just regular standard energizer batteries what are they alkaline if they're not lithium is that yeah, right alkaline i can't remember like i know he's had them running for like i want to say a month and a half two months good because dude normally i mean on cell cameras like they
1: spend so much energy i guess sending pictures or whatever if you don't put lithium batteries in them they don't last at
0: all that's what like, i told him I, t- I said dude we've been using lithium batteries because the cell cams were using the past we had to they would eat through them so fast he said no man he said I just went and bought I- some energizer popped them in there and he goes it's still running I was thinking about that a couple of days ago because the ones we've had running at
1: kudzu have been up for what now three weeks yeah two and a half three weeks yep. and normally it's time to change the batteries like I'm impressed they're still taking pictures you mm-hmm.
0: know the other thing it has the um, has an image override in there so you don't have to worry about going in there and swapping um, Swapping like cards, cards, out. cards and yeah, that kind of thing. that's incredibly nice. All the settings are adjusted inside the inside the phone. Um, you can name it inside the phone. You can do it. It's really user friendly.
1: Yeah, I've I've been impressed with what we've been doing the last few weeks with them, and you know, before just every once in a while you'd have them quit like the batteries and that kind mm-hmm. of thing and like i've been like every day you look at it they're still rolling
0: yeah so uh i will probably we'll do a video thing of that as well but as far as just like a quick review on this end of it i'm happy with it thus far mm-hmm. very happy with it Me and too- that's the the bushnell Cellucore core 20 mm-hmm. uh new for this year
1: they're affordable too like 130 bucks retail
0: that's kind of the I think, th- I think that's why, like, everyone blew up so much when I posted that camera because, yeah. I'm you know, everyone's thinking about cell cameras these days because they've got so many positives. Um, and that one's very affordable in the cell camera market, so it just, you know, pinged a lot of interest when I posted that one, yeah. which I completely understand, man. If you can get something that works that well for an affordable price, why wouldn't you, mm-hmm. you know?
1: I think we've got what two that aren't getting cell service, but that ain't got nothing to do with the camera. No, just because they ain't got cell service. If you got cell service, it don't matter what kind of cell camera you got. Which also,
0: I'm sure this is comes pretty standard, or you knew this already, but they're available in AT and T and Verizon. Yeah,
1: so you can pick and choose what works best in your area. Yeah,
0: typically, like I said at Kudzu, what are we using? Verizon? I think Verizon just we got
1: a mix tends to work better to see what would work the best and. I think half of them are AT&T and four or five of them are Verizon. Well,
0: then I would imagine the ones that we can't get service on are AT&T ones. Probably. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, but, yeah, where we sit right now, all the food plots have been planted. Um, got to
1: got rain on them.
0: Got to rain on them. There's some plenty of stands that need to be hung. Plenty. Uh, but... We pro- I mean like we're 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 in a position now that we can make a move to go hunt if we have the desire to do so, which we do have today.
1: Got that six point going after after wind will let us I gotta look at all that and figure it out.
0: Well, we got options. Mm-hmm. The six point is obviously if I mean if if we're going strictly off personal interest, that would be the one I would like to go <laughs> like to go after. He came in there early yesterday.
1: That'd be like your first like true Rack six point, wouldn't
0: it? In a while, other than the no. ones I shot when I was mean a like kid, other than basket rack, like a big one, yeah, yeah. a big big one, yeah, uh, like a true yeah, he uh, kill
1: one last year, but he had like a broke off point at the beam, yeah.
0: So I called him a six. point Oh yeah,
1: he's a six point because that's all he's got left.
0: Yeah, six point. Then we had that. We had so we the we had that giant six point at Kudzu last year. Mm-hmm. Have not seen any evidence of him being around this year
1: he didn't show up last year until like november though
0: and he was very elusive like we got two daylight pictures of him the entire year and we didn't get that many pictures of him at all at any time of day he would just kind of pop in every now and then. there was no distinguishable pattern except for other than the fact he seemed to be coming to a one spot you just never knew when that was going to be yeah but he was huge he was actually what the t-shirt was modeled after (laughs) was him and anyway, as far as I know, he's still alive because one of the daylight pictures we got was, like, on January 27th or something.
1: Oh, we had, I think we had pictures of him later than that, too, like in the February, if I remember right. I would like um, to think so. I think so. I remember you sending me one, like, later on like he's still alive.
0: I would like to think so. Very much like to think so. This six-point, y'all, is old. Like, six-plus. He'll tank. And he's, yeah, he's he's big. Uh, so, that's the, the plan for this week is to get the ball rolling finally like we've we've done elk season, we've done our prep work. It's time to hunt. Mhm. Which is kind of surreal. Kind of is every year you're like, "All right, it's actually time to go." Time to get into the groove. Time to get into the groove. Which Jimmy's been blowing both of our phones up wanting to get into the said groove yeah. for a while, but like Where's my food plots? My food plot's planted yet. And we don't have that long before we got to go north because you drew an Iowa tag.
1: I talked to Tommy this weekend. uh, I think we're going to leave around the 23rd, 24th, which is next Saturday or Sunday. Mm -hmm. Probably Sunday. I would think probably about the 24th. And uh, I'm like, that's what's wild to me is like the Midwest rut is almost here. Yeah. Like they're finna start, they've already started opening up scrapes and working those pretty heavy, but in the next two weeks, you're finna see a drastic change, and you finna see it like social media pictures, they finna start increasing. They start rolling in, yeah. Uh,
0: they, uh, it's, it's we've said, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but the reason it's weird to us is because we live here. To pretty much like everywhere else across the country, I think it's just standard that it's late October, getting into November is go time. It's when it's supposed to be happening. Yeah.
1: You know? Oh no, I gotta get some air set up and
0: stuff. You're not using the same ones you used for elk, or are you? Switching up? Uh, no, I'm going back to my tours. Why is that? Uh just cause
1: with the outsourcing problems that everybody's having ah, this year, I can't. I see. I can't get any uh, airstrikes in stock, and I'm I'm down to like six of them, and I need a quiver full for the way I shoot.
0: Ah, I see. I can relate. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But I was really, really happy with the way they performed out west. I mean, a shot a elk and a pronghorn with them, had no problems.
0: Yeah. And what, what were you sh- were you shooting the tours out west or airstrikes? Airstrikes.
1: Yep. Yeah. At, I did when I was sighting in. Uh, when I decided to go pronghorn hunting, I, I you were gone.
0: I was in Arizona.
1: So I decided, oh, well, I may end up having to shoot past my normal 40 yards with a pronghorn so i put a tape on my sight and i was sighting it in and i ended up losing like two or three errors
0: yeah yeah i still man i mean i get like so jordan is a it's hard for you to stay satisfied with something i'm a tinker so like me and there's where i'm going like me i got turned on to the gold tip pierce platinums five years ago and it would take a whole heck of a lot to make me steer away from those. Mm-hmm. Even when I've ha I mean, I've had to adjust spines, you know, moving to different bows and whatnot, but it's still a gold tip Pierce Platinum. Whereas you were shooting the Pierce Platinums for a while as well and you but you just can't sit still. <laughs> it's so, just the way I am, so I always. You,
1: I'm like I always like this thinking like this may be a touch better, this may you know, I just this is the way I'm wired. I always try to figure out a better way and Normally ain't a better way, but I'm just trying to figure well, out. I mean, the both different. work. Oh yeah, you
0: know, it. I just can't like. And the,
1: my tours, I like, which I'm, I'm a heavy arrow shooter. That's what I do, and I've got them set up to where they're like 550 grains. So yeah,
0: that's heavy.
1: Yeah, and last year, like in Kansas, um, I shot that buck there, and you know, it broke his front shoulder. Yeah, and like, to me, that's what I want.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. There's, as far as like arrow setups go, it's like one of those. There's a thousand ways to skin a cat, kind of deal. And I come like,
1: I'm not gonna say I'm cool as a cucumber when it comes down to shoot a deer, 'cause I get nervous, and I know one of these days I'm gonna mess up. And I want. You every, want the insurance policy? I want every chance I can get if I hit that scapula to to break through it. Yeah. And it may may not happen, but I know that I'm doing everything I can to make that happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always a, like a can of worms discussion when you start talking about that. There's some folks that will get very heated about that.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, to each of his own. Do what works for you. I know what works for me, so I'm a.
0: Speaking of things that folks will get heated about that you wouldn't expect them to get heated about, just a little segue. I had someone. Uh, what's the word? They didn't scold me, but they got upset with me because I was talking about, um, they were asking about the elk that I shot this year. And I told them about, uh, you know, I took it to Dan, as we always do. And uh, I'm getting it euro-mounted. Mm-hmm. Strictly because no other reason than, like, the, the a shoulder-mounted elk takes up so much room, you know. It's not like I... I I that that's our like it, that's that's the only reason. And you like,
1: haven't found your forever home yet either, so yeah. it's not like you have somewhere yeah. designed to put it.
0: So that was the deciding factor, but any, that's not the main source of, of the conversation. What, what I got uh, commented on was I told him that I that that elk. You can look in the picture. And I'm not hiding it from anybody. That elk has a front that's broken. Dan is going to fix that front. And make it look like it did before it was broken. You can, I am mean, assuming that it was equal with the other times, right? And uh... the comment I got was, "Why in the world would you do that?" You know, like you're trying to make him look bigger than he is. And I was like, "No, i I just, I'd never. I wasn't combative. I just had never uh... heard that before. Have you?" Yeah. What's yeah. your thoughts on it,
1: dude? It don't matter. Like, if you want. To- Mount a deer that's got broke tines, so be it. If you want to get his tines fixed, so be it. Th- that's I'm, in, I'm indifferent. Like, I, I
0: didn't think anyone would feel strongly enough. The thing enough.
1: about it is, like more than especially on a elk, they're more than likely going to be within you know a half inch or so s- symmetrical on those fronts, especially. Yeah. So it's not like you're adding or taking away from what he already had.
0: Yeah. Well, my deal with it was, and I never again i was surprised someone felt strongly enough to say something to me about it or to be like you know just why in the world would you do that You know, and the thing too like you're not trying to
1: boast about what he scored or anything like that you're just i mean to me in my mind you just want to make him look like he did before he broke
0: that's what and i honestly uh see the guy that we are you know hunt with in new mexico was explaining that to me before because i never felt strongly about it either way but we were on the subject
1: you're trying to put him in a score competition who cares
0: yeah and i said uh but i was like man i probably i don't know if i'd go through the issue of getting a time fixed or not this is a conversation we had a year or two ago Mm -hmm. and he said once you and he said this was his reasoning and you you know the guy we hunt with in new mexico you could probably hear him saying that he said once you hang that set of antlers elk deer whatever in your house he said it is decoration it has a story behind it it's significant to you but is it is a piece of decoration uh and he said i never understood personally why i would want to why i would hang a broken piece of decoration in my house so if i have broken tines i fix them Mm -hmm. and i said that's a fair point
1: yeah makes sense
0: yeah but it was uh just along the lines of things that you wouldn't expect someone to get upset over i'm still getting them fixed it didn't change my didn't change my outlook on it
1: and the thing about that bull you shot i mean honestly that's i mean you always hear about these people shooting 380s and 400 inch bulls but that bull you kill may be a once-in-a-lifetime bull very well
0: could be probably
1: i mean that's you don't especially where we hunt at you don't that's about top mm-hmm. the cream of the
0: crop that type of bull yeah and i truthfully uh had no clue. You know, you, every everyone jokes about like ground swing, shrinkage or the rare case of ground swellage. Like I, tr- I knew he wasn't tiny. Like I knew he wasn't small, and I knew he wasn't young. I had no clue how big he was. Yeah, I mean. until I topped over that little hill and saw him laying there. I was like, oh, oh, he grown. Yeah, he's the biggest. You know, folks in here, especially white tail hunters, you know what it's like when you walk up on a deer that you shot and you realize like it you come to the full realization of like that is a mature buck you know just looking at it laying there it was it was a similar it was that in the elk version Mm -hmm. it's like that is the that it was the biggest bodied elk that i had ever killed by far but yeah it was a a funny conversation i didn't expect it to go that way but but yeah i'm i don't know i may i may hang him in here I don't know if after we had this whole conversation about the room of unfortunate taxidermy <laughs> You definitely need to leave him
1: broke if you're going to put him in here
0: <laughs> A fair point <laughs> Come on Yeah, I didn't think about that well, No, Dan's already on the job, man Lickety <laughs> split, that time is being fixed You know
1: Um. Well, it is uh, It's time, I mean Good gracious where's the year gone dude i'm glad this is a good time of year because you know what we've been a deer hunt for next three months three and a half months and then we get a three week break and then we start taking hunting
0: it's all it's funny how it all just kind of rolls like that yep but it sure does absolutely does every year it does for sure the next thing you know like we'll start hunting and today's monday but the second we start hunting i'll look up and go holy goodness it's friday already and then We'll be in Iowa, and then you're back. Like, oh my goodness! Yeah,
1: the well, next time it's we come Christmas. on here and talk, we'll be in Iowa.
0: Yeah, and we will not be in the studio of Strange Taxidermy. We'll, well be at being Tommy's Garage, Whiskey Ridge Hunts. He's got some dang good deer this year too. Always does. Always, but man. Time, time.
1: He's been sending me some pigs, got me all fired up.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm excited. This is the first time I've ever hunted Iowa. For mm-hmm. I mean, I filmed up there, but I've never hunted. Hunted. You've hunted there
0: long time ago, long
1: when you were resident,
0: long long, long time yeah. ago, it's been actually my phones these days will send you like memories and stuff. My mom sent me a picture from up there, and it was nine years ago. yeah,
1: I see ain't that crazy?
0: it is crazy yeah. uh
1: it took uh I started putting in for this tag in two thousand sixteen or
0: fifteen. I should have mine by now,
1: one of the two it's it's taken me like five years, I think, to get it, yeah yeah somebody forgets to buy preference points i'm the
0: world's worst the absolute world's worst that's the
1: reason i mean i I can't remember what put in for the draw last year and didn't get drawn or just didn't put in for the draw i can't remember but we were waiting on you Mm -hmm. and you didn't buy your points
0: yeah i was i'm the world's worst (laughs) that's why like wilbur was talking to me about uh it's called wta worldwide trophy adventures and yeah. I've heard, you know, they got Will and Brad and Jimmy, particularly, got involved with that years ago. Mm-hmm. And I've always heard them talk about it, but I ne- like honestly, just I heard them talk about it. I know they had something to do with Brad's Nevada. This since I've I, been here, I
1: thought they were a deal where you like tried to get these like crazy to get tags. Yeah, that's what. I but thought. But it's it, different than that.
0: I thought it was that, and then I thought it was like they're like a basically like a travel agent for guy for outfitters that's mm-hmm. what i thought it was and i never had really thought that much into it until me and will had that six hour drive from new mexico to arizona and a good three hours of that drive we had no cell phone service so we were just talking and he started telling me that you get enrolled or you know you get whatever you call it in this in worldwide trophy adventures you tell them what kind of tags you're looking for, and it can be anything from like some crazy tag in Barbary sheep in New Mexico, or it can be a whitetail tag in Southeast Iowa. But the upside you get there is once you get enrolled in their stuff, they take care of all the applying and everything. So I was like, that sounds like you're, a good-
1: <laughs> you ain't got to think about it. You just tell them like, yeah. hey, I want to put in for Iowa. I want to put in for Montana elk, or yeah. And they'll just take care of, like, put in on the right dates for you. Yeah, and you, you
0: don't miss any deadlines, like, like I've done several times. Preference points
1: and all that, they take care of it for you. Mm-hmm. Which, that's a smart deal. I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, just like, uh, you know, you book a travel agency to say you want to go on vacation here on this date, and they take care of all of it. Yeah. And you call, like, Eric Pollack, right? Yep. And you call him and say, hey, I want to hunt Iowa in four years. well you start putting me in for it?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like the old, um, the Dave Chappelle quote, the modern problems require modern solutions.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like, especially if you're trying to do five or six different states, you know, you got it planned out, kind of your do list over the next, say, 10 years. Yeah. And... All these states are different deadlines when you got to put in for points and different things you got to do to get points and all this kind of stuff. And that's above my pay grade without doing a lot of
0: research. Well, I started thinking about it this way. So, like, take how many how many folks do you talk to during the month of September? guys our age normally talking about elk hunting how they want to do it they want to start thinking about putting that together
1: every week about where to go and how to do exactly i'm like man
0: and so here's my thinking is like i know you got to think long game here but these these elk hunts that like brad and will just happen to draw honestly just happen to draw arizona tags in back-to-back years but both of them, like Brad, had been in for like 21 years. Wilbur had been in for 24. But WTA had been taking care of that the entire time. You start putting in for that now. Like I said, you got to think long game. But you start putting in for that now. I mean, like, if it I'm 29 years old. If it took me 20 years, I'd be 49 when I drew it. But you draw one of those Arizona tags or Utah or Nevada or or somewhere like that you get that's how you put yourself in a situation in a quality elk hunt and honestly the the trade off is that you probably have to wait a long time for it cost effective wise that's cheaper than going to an outfitter with an over-the-counter or a landowner tag option Mm -hmm. truly so uh, it's something to think about yep for sure we need to stop rambling we really like we really got to go (laughs) it's like yeah um folks uh we're gonna wrap it up for this week We've got to go strictly for no other reason than we have to go hunting this afternoon and we're not as prepared yet as we need to be. There's stuff we need to get going. Hope you enjoyed the first podcast from the room of Bad Taxidermy. Still not settled completely on that name. Still not settled on how we're going to get folks to send us more Bad Taxidermy, but I want to figure that out.
1: Yeah, I'm going to start looking around on eBay.
0: Yeah. Um, Hope you all enjoyed the conversation. We'll catch you all back here next Monday. As always, thank you for listening to the Speak the Language podcast.